Welcome to Boozy Banter, brought to you by Wine Styles, where Brian, Matt, and a cast of characters start out chatting about all things booze and end up in places and conversations completely unexpected. Settle in. Even their rabbit holes have tangents. Oh, yeah. So we're back. Yeah, we're back. Welcome back, fellas. Hey. Hey. You, you thought we never left, did you? You never, thought the, you never thought the mic got turned off, did you? you I had no idea. To talk. What did I already drink? Uh, well, so. yeah. What are we doing now? What do we, what do we got going? Oh, by the way, Zach joined us. Hey, Zach. Greetings, gentlemen. <laughs> Greetings. Gentlemen. We actually decided to mic him up because he was tied up in the corner, and uh, he finally figured out how to get the handcuffs off. So, Am I going to be know, defending I, myself I, now for I, the next 20 minutes? He was yeah. locked in a cabinet. I, did, I had a list of things that you guys were saying incorrectly as, as you spoke. Yeah. yeah. Here yeah. are the things that you guys fucked up on and that we'd like to talk about by Zach Carroll's. <laughs> Did I say that right? Oh, I can't turn. I can't turn towards him. Towards him, can yeah, I? You probably no. shouldn't. Yeah. Oh, you did. That don't, is. Don't that make is me start bleeping you, though. It's like right. an Amish shunning. We don't look at well, him. Well, Zach's <laughs> been on a podcast with us before, so we need to make sure we have the horn ready to go. What? Can we test that? Yep. There we go. So we need to make sure so, that we're ready to go with that. Anytime he starts. <laughs> there's going to be a lot. Every of time that. I'm, I curse, I'll count down from three. It's <laughs> like two, go. one. And, Bite me. <laughs> Once he pulls out his... Whoa. And, Don't do that. No. <laughs> Once he pulls out. No sentences. If he has well his hand... I never pull out, his, first of all. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> See what I mean? Yeah. All right. Can we... <laughs> We might need to start You've over. You've had a vasectomy, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> I so, never pull out. Okay. Yeah. All right. There we have it. So I never pull out of fun things like this. Yeah, you you, you yeah. can't. You really can't pull out of fun yeah. things. I feel, yeah, I feel like this is a PSA tomorrow. <laughs> like underage drinking PSA oh, right now. Shit, <laughs> my Lord. Jeez, sorry I told you that story already. Oh, man. Was there a fun <laughs> story you were going to tell, that's Matt? That's not a story. That's a life to... choice. Did you... <laughs> There's a reason why. That. There's a reason why you take a 20 minute break before the the first segment and the second Did segment. Did you? <laughs> well, you yeah, got to recharge. My, by the way, in my <laughs> age, there is no second segment. There's, <laughs> there's one. There's one segment. Nighttime, and we're going, we're going swinging for the fences. Going, yeah, we're not doing any of that. So, what do we got here in the glass, fellas? This is Cafe Amaro. Yeah. This is shit. We need to get in Iowa, right? We do need to get this shit in Iowa. Ooh. Um, there been a, we've, we've had a few people uh, smuggle it up here. You know? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Can we bleep that, too? <laughs> <laughs> this is really good. Yeah. So, like what, so what we got going on here? Um, so it's an Amaro. Amaro, which is uh, you know, an Italian bitter digestivo, which means... Uh, you know, we were talking about bitters. We were talking about bitters earlier. This mm-hmm. is uh, bitters, essentially. So you've got gentian root, which is the primary bittering element. You've got vanilla bean, cardamom pods, Ooh. star anise. Um, there's juniper berries. There's um, spearmint. There's, you know, all the, these, like, spices and botanicals, right? But what we do differently with this is um, we make it in the traditional uh, Italian Amaro digestivo process except when we proof it down you do all that in high alcohol right Uh like in NGS and then you proof it down to bottling proof we proof it down with cold brew coffee instead of water which is 
Yeah, really? thank you. You're was welcome. that an applause? Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Um, much, yeah. But not with my hands. <laughs> yeah. I jumped up and down. Yeah. Wow. We, we proof it down with cold brew coffee. So we blend in cold brew coffee to bring it down to about 62 proof um, and, and ready to be bottled. And so it kind of crosses the line between this like, like bitter Amaro and coffee liqueur. That's really cool. That's got a little, yeah. little kick to it, too. Yeah. Like so what is a, what is a, like an like a cocktail option for this product, or is it meant to solely be consumed as more of a, a, a digestive? Everything I think everything that we do is appropriate for cocktails in some form. We're always going to find that cocktail mm-hmm. avenue, even though sitting here sipping on it, neat. You know, with you, this is like the way to do it as, like as a digestivo or like side by side with espresso, like in a cafe Corretto. Oh, sure. oh, yeah. Or you can take this yep. and pour it over a scoop of ice cream, vanilla ice cream, like an affogato. Yep. Yeah. Um, there are so many different traditional ways you can utilize it. But in cocktails, um, use it in uh, a Manhattan to like make a, a black Manhattan, which is a, a Manhattan using Amaro. Or, you know, find a like do mm. a white Russian riff. You know, instead of, so instead of like I'm so glad you went there because that's what made me think of a little white Russian yeah. riff. That's mm-hmm. really yeah. Cool. Now it's now Kahlua is really, really, really sweet. It's like almost simple syrup sweet. Sure, right. This isn't. So if you do use it in that sort of setting, you have to adjust it a little bit by adding some simple syrup or something. Mm-hmm. But it gives so much more of a, a depth and richness of flavor. Um, you can utilize it in a hanky panky. I've used it in a daiquiri. I've got a daiquiri oh, really? that I did. Uh, for Bacardi years ago down in New Orleans at uh, Tales of the Cocktail where I'm using Bacardi 8-year rum, um, Cafe Amaro, creme de banana, and lime juice shaken straight up. And it was like a breakfast. I called it a daiquiri di Sayono, a breakfast yeah. daiquiri. Yeah. Dude, it fucking killed. It was so good. Is there any anise in here? There is star anise in there. That's yeah, one of the ingredients that's, as well. Yeah, because that's getting that, getting yeah. that uh, kind of that uh, fennel almost. A little bit, uh, yeah, yeah, which I love. Oh, yeah. I love Absolutely. that flavor. Yeah. I feel like I should give this to all of my teacher friends. They could put it in their coffee and no one would know. It's especially uh, the, especially yeah. the middle school teachers. They deserve it's it. It's totally appropriate for breakfast. Like, yeah. I'm, I, I mean, no judgment. Like, yeah. Take a shot for breakfast. You know, yeah. Wake you right up. Mm-hmm. There the, is caffeine in here. Yeah. yeah. What's the, uh, fen- the fennel anise drink uh, where you put like three little, uh, normally you put three coffee beans I think you're thinking of Sambuca. Sambuca. Sambuca is like a, liqueur, real, a, li- a black yeah, licorice. It is, but, but it's have real it? sweet. I but would has, not say. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that. I no. Just, I'm getting that on the nose a little of bit. Course. Of course. That, that, that there's that. that. There's oh, sorry, that. my messing up story in my life. There's that. That one element is definitely overlaps with Sambuca. But other than that, it's pretty different. Really Thanks, good. Brian. I feel I feel like I'm closer to the mic now. No, he's rubbing his nose on the mic. Yeah, it's my <laughs> mic. I'll do what the fuck I want with it. Uh, yeah, well, that did not. Come Ryan, out I got another question for <laughs> you. Um, I don't know if it was the, it was probably the first time I met you, and I was asking how you should taste or excuse me, smell whiskey. Mm-hmm. And you said that you should smell when you put your nose in the glass. You should open up your mouth a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah, is that yep. is that for whiskey or is that? Would you recommend that for all spirits? It's it, well, all spirits. So if you're talking high alcohol, the alcohol is going to like uh, it, it exists in the in the air above it, right? And so if you close your mouth and you just like it'll burn your nose, it'll burn your nose. So you almost you smell with your mouth. You smell with your palate, right? So by keeping your mouth open a little bit and like kind of inhaling. And letting it circulate around your palate, you're going to get all those sensations. You're going to pick up those aromas and everything, but you're not going to singe yourself mm-hmm. to the point where you just can't identify what you're smelling. 
we teach that in wine classes too. That yeah. uh, it's, we'd actually have a, a, a guest, and I'd be looking at you right now, Zach. But I realize you <laughs> took your pants off, and I don't want to see that. <laughs> but we'll teach that in classes that uh, smell with your just your nose wine, mm-hmm. and then smell with your mouth open, and let that circulate mm-hmm. through, and it's a whole different smell. And I would guess. Yeah. Same idea with with spirits. Absolutely, I think you have to. Yeah. You have to use your yeah. full palate to, to get the. That actually might be a Doug Frost uh, uh, thing we learned a hundred yeah. years ago. Yeah. As a matter of fact, so at well, least in the I thought that world. originated with uh, Kenny G and his circular breathing technique. <laughs> <laughs> it might. It might have been. You, you can Google that yeah. to look it up. Circular ble- breathing yeah. from Kenny G. What the hell is wrong? Well, I always remember my dad made me these cassette tapes for my eight, eighth birthday. And there was a Kenny G song on there. And like, it was just like obscure, like completely out of the blue. And I don't remember what the song was or how it sounded, but my dad's best friend looked at it and like looked at the tape, like away from his eyes because he could barely see it or some shit. And he's like, Kenny G's a wiener. <laughs> Did you guys, you guys are too young to have made like cassette tapes. For oh, I had cassette oh, no, tapes. Yeah, okay. too, yeah, yeah. Making your little playlist. And all oh, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I thought I was the only old guy that here that would do that. Nope. Nope. Had made them for myself. I had no one a made CD player me. back yeah. in the tape. One of those little Walkman CD players too. Mm-hmm. I used to have this yeah. like this yeah. like waterproof recorder that I would like yeah. record what I was saying. Obviously, it didn't help me very much, but like, <laughs> but I used to I used to like record like watch Saturday Night Live and record like skits, you know, Under- yeah. underwater. Yeah, that's amazing for legal purposes. <laughs> it was a bright yellow boombox that looked like an Angostura bitters lid. <laughs> I think it would be fun to talk a little bit about um, some of the worst customer experiences we've had and what drives us crazy about some of our customers. I call on this account called Wine Styles. (laughs) (laughs) You know, can you mute him? These guys are fucking lunatics. (laughs) Especially the owner. What a douchebag. But no, I, I think in generality it'd be kind of fun to. We've, we talked about that a lot. It's, it's a fine line we go down to because we love our customers to death. But just maybe some stories that, that, that we, we have. And I'll, I'll start because uh, why not? Here yeah. we go. Yeah. And we talked about this. What drives me crazy is that we've all been here for, for 12 hours or whatever it is, and we have a, a set closing time. We have last call for a reason, and you have that customer that decides that they're above the law when it comes to closing time and, and um, we close at 10 or whatever time it is and 10.30 comes, they're still sitting there, 10.45 comes, you nicely shut down the music and it's like, you know, you almost want to just hand them the keys and say, <laughs> when you're done, if you don't mind locking up <laughs> and here's the alarm code. Um, but that's one of my biggest pet peeves is it seems like, although... Yeah. I understand they want to unwind. Yeah. Some of our employees have been here for a long time, and they just want to go friggin' home. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, you, you can relate to that. It right is, now. yeah. I mean, there's a, we've talked about this so much that I really believe in that, that notion of the third space, that people have home and they have work and they need some place to go. Uh, some people, it's the gym, it's the park. Some, it's the local watering hole, the pub. And, you know, and I'm happy to be that, and I like being that for them. Um, but then I'm a person too, you know, you know, I got a place I need to go and, you know, I've been at the watering hole all day. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't want to microwave my steak at home. <laughs> it was medium rare. But it, it is that balance. Like, I, I mean, I don't want people to feel like they can't be here, but by the same token, you know, there's, you know, we have 
hours, <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and more often than not, I, I'll kick my staff loose and I'll just wait people out because I don't think part-timers should have to, you know, you know, in this environment should have to deal with it. And I don't want them pulling out a knife. So. <laughs> do, you, do you have a guest story that uh, that you can think of that that uh, won't get us into trouble? No, because I think they're listening. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm right. I'm right here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's I'm, here. I'm right here. He can hear us. How about you, Ryan? I mean, not to put you on the spot. If you'd rather not talk about it, we don't have to. No. But, I. Uh, you know, I, I really love talking about these things because my entire career has been built around hospitality. Right. You know, and so I, I take it very seriously, but I also you know, I learned something about myself uh, several years back, and it was after um, I opened Manifesto and the Rieger and everything, and, like, I built that place in the hospitality and, like, taking care of our guests and, like, making it that... I love that analogy about the third space, by the way. Like, I think that's, that is so true. Like, bars and restaurants are... They're there for escapism, right? Like, people want to escape from the shit that they're dealing with at home or at work or whatever. And, sure. and we provide that for them. And mm-hmm. I feel that makes me feel good. Right. But at the same time, you know, hospitality is not just uh, direct. It's not a one way street. Right. It's a two way street. It's a dialogue. Uh, as Danny Meyer would have said, you know, mm-hmm. in, in setting the table, it's a dialogue, not a monologue. And you know what I, one of the things that I learned uh, a while back that really changed uh, the way I look at our business and help me progress to the next level was showing hospitality towards my cus- my, my employees, not mm-hmm. just my customers. Right. Oh, that's great. Right? That's great. And that made me a better leader, made me a better entrepreneur, made me you know better at running my business. And what that means is that sometimes the customer is wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, the the server and the bartender they don't deserve to be treated right. poorly. Yeah. You know, they don't deserve that. And You've got to do what's right, you know, in the moment mm-hmm. and make sometimes make a judgment. And the, the old mentality of the, ser- the, the customer is always right is just uh, simply not correct. I mean, it's something that I think it's a hard lesson for a lot of entrepreneurs and a lot of restaurateurs. Um, but it's something that is very important, especially in today's day and age. You know, um, one of my <clears throat> one of my favorites when you say like annoyances, you know, about customers um early on in my career when i was in my early 20s the thing that would bother me the most is when customers would say like oh so what's your real job or what are you going to school for what's you know what do you (laughs) you know what i mean like and and sometimes this would happen later like after i opened my own place and was a, a you know successful business owner like oh so what do you do during the day i'm like like are you kidding me? <laughs> you know what I mean? I work 90 hours a week to make this business run and to pay, you know, make payroll. Right. That's what I do. Yeah. You know, I don't so that pay was myself a, sometimes right. to make sure my employees get paid yeah. and all that type of absolutely. stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And so that was one of my, uh, my biggest grievances sometimes with the annoying customer. Well, it's a not recognition of it being a trade, you know, that this is, this is a skill. This is yeah. something they have no ability to do. And good or bad, they do things I can't do. You know, right. I get that. Right, right, you right. know, and yep. it's a community, like you said. You know, it's you know they need to respect us in the way that we respect them. And I'm so glad that you brought up the the customer's not always right because I was going to ask that question to you all in this mm-hmm. little forum here. Is that do you feel like the customers are always right? And, and, and they're not. <laughs> Absolutely they just not. aren't. They just aren't. I mean, sometimes they're belligerent. <laughs> I mean, I'm always going to go out of my way. Well, that's why we've been successful. Is that you know the the customers. You know the forward 
the Ford part of our customer business is our customer. That without yeah. them, we're, we're not here. But that does not give you the right to come in and talk down to my employees. Nope. Uh, tell okay. my chef who cooked your steak fourteen times the way that you asked for it to be cooked, and all of a sudden now you need that whole thing for free. The customer's not always right. I mean, I love our customers, but they just are not always right. Yeah, and I think especially now more than ever, um, I'm not going to nitpick like little uh, annoyances, yeah. but I think just people need to be nice. Uh, be, they need yeah, to be patient. Absolutely. They need to be nice. Uh, like we're, yeah. we're dealing with a lot of stuff in our oh, industry boy. right now, yeah. you know, yeah. coming out of the, the this whole COVID situation and, you know, labor shortages. I'm dealing with it, you know, on, yeah. on my end at, at, at my um, place of business and, um like people, my staff, like they bend over backwards and they work so hard and they dedicate themselves and they take a lot of abuse. And all I ask people is be be nice. That's, that's, that's it. It's not that hard. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not that hard to be go nice, out be and patient, have, be understanding. Right. I mean, you're that's coming it. out. You're coming out into our establishment because you know you don't in a in a way you don't want to cook. You don't want to clean. Yeah. We're doing all those things for you. So it, you know. <laughs> Be be cognizant of that. So. Well, I learned that early on in my retail career, uh, working at a bookstore, and large bookstore, and the notion that, yeah, the customer is always right that they want to buy something from me, but they are not always right what they're asking for, because there is not a book called Atlas Rugs, and, <laughs> <you know. laughs> and there's some book about catching rye. No, no, there's not. Um, you know, <laughs> catching rye. You know. Yeah. You know, just all those little things that, uh, you know, don't get upset when you ask me a question and I know more than you because that's why you're here. <laughs> yeah, if I could tell you one, yeah. if I could tell you yeah. one funny story that just popped into my head. Um, this is back uh, during my manifesto days when, um, you know, I was running the, running the, and I was always there. I lived there, you know, and I was either behind the bar, but more often than not, I was working the door at Manifesto. So Manifesto was a tiny bar, 48 seats, right? Wow. And on, a, on an average Friday and Saturday night, we would do, we'd get 250 people through that place. And there was always a line and always a wait list. And it was, you know. the With 48 seats, man, you're hustling. Yeah, and we would do 250 every night. Um, and I would often work the door. And that's a challenging job, to work the door, to manage the reservations, to manage the wait list, to keep everybody happy, even if you had to tell them, I'm sorry, no, we don't have room for you right now. But the funniest story that I have is when somebody dropped my name to me. Um, and <laughs> so that is so would, awesome. So I would tell my, my hosts and hostesses all the time, like we ran a really tight ship, and I would never, ever, ever accept cash like, if somebody tried to bribe right. my host or hostess Absolutely. with cash to get a seat, like, if I ever catch you accepting it and then mm-hmm. and then letting people in when there are people with a reservation waiting or whatever, you're going to get fired. Yeah. Like, that is unacceptable. That is a that is a one-strike-only termination policy as far as I'm concerned, right? We ran a very, you know, uh, we had a lot of integrity in the way we ran that place. And, you know, <laughs> but people would do it all the time. Yeah. And I would hear about it all the time from my... My host, like, oh my god, people just use your name all the time, and maybe sometimes they knew me, and maybe sometimes they they didn't, and they were just yeah. trying to get by. But I'll tell you, the moment that somebody said, "Oh, I know Ryan," maybe to my face, that and was, you'd never never <laughs> seen that person before. They said it to my face, and the funny thing is, there's <laughs> and the funny thing is, there's my picture on the wall on a freaking article, you know, like two feet away from me. I'm like. Jesus Christ. How did you handle like, that? I, please, stop. Well, yeah. here. I'll, I'll tell you yeah, what I said. I was, like, oh, I was like, oh, you know, Ryan, maybe well, that motherfucker owes me some money. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> 
So I'll pass that message along. <laughs> That's awesome. We'll say, if it makes you guys feel any better, owned a portrait studio for years. Same type of, still a little bit of hospitality, but not quite the same. And I don't know how many times I got asked to talk to the owner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I was the owner. Yeah. It was on the card that I gave them <laughs> when I asked them to come to the studio. And it, it was just one of those, they didn't like the price. And in, in my area, it was, it was a thing where they didn't <laughs> like the price. Like, well, I can get a, a $2 photo at, at Walmart. And I was like, then go to Walmart and see if they'll take your photo, too. Right. You can print it for 2 bucks, but, uh, but it was one of those things where it was always, in Bull my case. Shons. Yeah, it was one of those. You were with, and I had a business partner. And we were both together once, and he had no filter. And they literally went like, let me talk to the owner. And he got up and he's like, he literally at one time lost his, his crap because it, it just went. You can say shit. You yeah. can say shit on TV. Well, he, yeah. he turned around and he was like, he said, I'd rarely call anyone, but I tell you, let me get my owner. And he tapped me on the shoulder. He was like, here's the owner. Tap. Here's the other owner. We're both here. <laughs> yeah. Who now else what? are you going to get? Now what are we going to do? It's like, let me get my manager. And he called up his wife. I was like, that's fine. That's good. Yeah, I always get a kick out of how uh, guests want to make sure they know the owner. And Yeah, moral of the story here is don't say you know the owner. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. And if you actually know the owner, call the fucking owner. Yeah. yeah and if yeah, they yeah. can't help well, you, then you're it, just it, on it, your it, own. And honestly, if you're, doing, if you're running a good business, you've empowered your employees to make decisions. Absolutely. And, you know, with Matt here at the, the shop, he... he can make any decision he wants to here because, you know, it doesn't require the owner's decision. Yeah, to you make. don't put that. On, right. You don't put that on the staff. Exactly. That's evidenced that. by our invoices lately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that explain a lot of our. <laughs> yeah. So you're talking about catching rye, so that's why I passed you that bottle. I don't know if you got that or not. I did. Yeah, that was pretty. Well, good. Thanks for mentioning it. I'm a, I didn't get a chance. These guys were talking. They were telling great stories. I'm a, this I is the first time I've tried this product without being drunk. I think yeah. either you yeah, love I'm pretty rye sure I drank that little bottle you gave me when right? I was <laughs> shit-faced. So. Don't, don't you think people either love it. or hate rye? It's, 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 Maybe. It's, it's a, uh, to me, it's kind of like um, an acquired taste. Well, for me, brown like, liquids were an acquired taste. Like yeah. me. But, but what's that? Like mead. Me. Or, no, or, me. or Matt. Yeah. Or mead, mead yeah. honestly. Yeah. But this, I think rye is a, an acquired taste. It's, it's, got, um, it's got, let's, say, let's say you're like a traditional bourbon drinker, yeah. right? And then you've never had rye, and then you've had, and then right. you taste rye. Rye is going to be different in the sense that it doesn't have that immediate like sweetness. Right. And corn, it's, and bourbon it's acidity sweet. there, right? It's acidity and it's spice. It's yeah. dry. It's like yeah. pumpernickel I, bread. I, I it's, like it. You know, and it's spicy, right? Um, but at the same time, there's a lot of similarities in the way that it's produced and the way that it, you know the ultimate product, and it can kind of overlap a little bit in like cocktail applications and things like that. So it's becoming way more popular. Yeah. I mean, rye whiskey was almost on like life support, like yeah. extinct twenty years ago. You might have, if you were lucky, you could find old Overholt rye on a store shelf or a back bar mm-hmm. and nothing else. Now today there's like a whole bunch of them because it was a historical part of American whiskey production that's come back. But um, this is ours. This is our first um, first bottle that we distilled from grain in our distillery in Kansas City in 2015. 
uh, mashed, fermented, barreled, aged, and bottled. And it's six years old. It's bottles and bottled in bond, hundred proof. Um, and so it's pretty, pretty special. It does you make not feel hundred proof. You, you make What's the a, production of this product? We made just a little over six thousand bottles of this this year. So we had a little over a thousand cases. That's not a thousand six packs. Yeah, that's not much. Um, but this is our first one because we distilled this. It's being that it's bottled in bond. It had to be bottled in the same season that it was distilled. Right, um, so it was made in the fall of 2015 and bottled in the fall of six 2021. Years later. Six years later, yeah. uh, bottled and bond has to be a minimum of four, four years, yeah. and in the same season. And so this is all we could make back then when we first started. Now we're going to release this every year. We've, we're sitting on four thousand barrels right now in our warehouse, and wow. it's going to four thousand barrels. Correct, right now, and we keep adding to that every day. What's the what's the angel share on a bottle when it comes to wine? Because normally, with a barrel, you're getting twenty four cases out of a barrel. What are you getting out of a, a bottle of or a barrel of? Uh, we factor about a two point five to three percent uh, loss well, year, over, year, year over oh, year. year over it year. Had, it, oh, yeah, that by adds volume, up. That adds up. Sure, year absolutely. Year over year, yep, yep. it absolutely yep. adds up. Yeah, so oh, 15 cases out of a barrel? Um, I want to say our yield on this at 100 proof was probably, no, it was more like it was in the low 20s, okay. 20 to 25. Okay, well, that's still, that's still six yeah. packs or yeah. 12 packs? Yeah. So that's, there's, some, there's some loss there, obviously. There's definitely yeah. loss there. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. When you when you're talking about that's a whole other piece that I don't think people understand. Mm-hmm. It's one thing to I mean the, the amount of warehouse space you have to have to age something like We've this. We've got a fifteen thousand square foot warehouse yeah. right now that's it's filled with four thousand with yeah. four thousand barrels yeah. and we're yeah. bursting at the seams. Yep. We just purchased another building so we yeah. could like add more barrels over there. Yeah. Making cocktails out of this? Hell what, yeah. What, what are we doing? What are we making? Manhattan. Oh, oh baby. Yeah. All right, so remind me, old fashioned in Manhattan. What's the difference? One has vermouth, vermouth, and one one has Doesn't. the uh, uh, well. <laughs> essentially, thanks, thank you. Air. Um, <laughs> and one has air. Yeah, or Zach that Zach. said doesn't. I, I would, not do I that would to also boss. say I will punch you in your balls, Zach, because I'm right. <laughs> in well, Manhattan right doesn't have a sugar. Doesn't have sugar, right? Yeah, there's no, no sugar in Manhattan. Like, which is the one that has normally has like a cherry muddled in it, and so on, and, and cherry only and, if you were from the 1950s. Well, seriously, yeah. So doing the muddling of a of a cherry and like some orange, that's like a, a slice a, of that's orange. That's like a. That's like a modern, uh, like a pseudo modern day old fashioned, but it's not the proper way to make it old fashioned. Really? Okay. Yeah. See, see, I'm learning. Hipster I'm old fashioned. Hipster old fashioned. No, it's like a boomer old fashioned. A boomer. boomer old there, fashion. that's what I am. I like Hello. that. With, there with, I am. With oh. maraschino so cherry juice. Walk me, walk me through a classic oh old fashioned. Then now that we're classic talking classic old fashioned is sugar, um, bitters. So like a sugar cube. Yeah, it could be a sugar cube or it could be a simple syrup solution. Okay. That's already I, been yeah, I, yeah, I can do that. With bitters. And then your whiskey, bourbon, or rye, or okay. whatever it is, um, stirred, stirred up, yep. and then with ice, and then garnished with like a lemon. When twist. do I get to put the cherry in there? You don't, son yeah. of a bitch. So, <laughs> I, I like the little cherry in there because it gives me that little bit of sweetness. Yeah, yeah. boomers don't have cherries. <laughs> wow. I'll, I'll okay. tell you my thing as a as a guy who was trying no. to lose weight. Oh boy, here we because go. The, the, so don't drink alcohol. That's well, no. the answer to that. I, right actually, there. actually, when I when I was doing my first workout, they they told me the weekend we were supposed to not have any alcohol for this challenge that we did. When I 
was first losing my weight. That's why I don't and subscribe they, to any of the challenges. Well, they, they sat there and said, we know it's, it was 4th of July weekend. And they said, we know you're going to drink. So here's the four alcohols you should do. And I was like, and one of them isn't, is the other ones are depressant. This one will, will bring you up. And I'm like, I'm not doing tequila, so this is fine. <laughs> tequila sponsored by a tequila. <laughs> but oh my God. what what I started doing with my uh, Grown old in fashioned Western Kansas, right? Because I I, I I love a good old fashioned. I'm I'm a big whiskey and, and scotch fan myself. Make sure you put cherries in it. Yeah. Well, I I, I have in the past, but I've not all the time. So the the wife and I have done both versions. But I, I went to uh, instead of a sugar cube. And although it's way more, so you have to really. Please know, don't tell me you put like down. a packet of NutraSweet in there. It's the, not a packet because oh, that stuff is way okay, too Okay, but don't. You should it's not like, say that with Ryan sitting here with us because yeah. he will strangle you. I'll say it's it's not great. It is it is an artificial sweetener, so I've used the agave one, something else too, yeah. like like agave just yeah. to to drop in, but as a drop. It's mm-hmm. called a skinny skinny old man. It head. was like it was the closest which. It's better than Splenda, and and I, yeah. I did I did, but not much. I did experiment from the the point of view that I want to make sure it didn't overpower the whiskey, right? Because it is very easy with those to. I mean, if you ever put any in your coffee, if any of that stuff, you find out it just. Yeah. That might be a new business model for your skinny drinks. Oh my god, <laughs> it's I better than Splenda. Well, it's, it's better than Gerbils. Well, look, I've, I've seen those non-alcoholic, non-alcoholic yeah. spirits oh, on the market for forty bucks a bottle, yeah. and I'm like, oh, I they're, can't they're, but they're selling so well, right? And they're I getting mean, away with selling distilled water yeah. for forty bucks. Uh, yeah. I know, I know. Yeah. I know. No, yeah, I, I well, still, I just drink my whiskey straight because that's. That's I think Zach has one less. coming up, don't you, Zach? Yeah, yeah but remember, it's, it's macerated. <laughs> yeah, it's macerated. It's not distilled, it's macerated. Yeah. So I Zach just, is going to be pitching you guys on a... Yeah. I, I, I Did you say macerated or masturbated? <laughs> Which one? It's the same thing, right? No, that, no that's higher calorie. <laughs> <laughs> that's not the calorie-free one yeah. we're looking for. He has a oh, real, hello. real sick fucks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so I think I think we got an idea for a cocktail. We'll have like oh riffs boy. on. We've got Let's we've got not. hipster and like boomer and original. Actually, that's not a bad idea because yeah, when a, I do a cocktail, when I do the I do muddle a yeah. little bit of of, yeah. of an orange or a, a, a orange peel or an orange slice, uh-huh. little little uh, cherry. Yeah. And a little of the, what's the higher end cherry? Uh, not maraschino, yeah. what the. Yeah, Luxardo maraschino. Yeah. And a little of the juice in there. You can do that. Why, why um, it is use. definitely a boomer thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's a, it's a. <laughs> but it's like dying over here. I'm all about doing classical <laughs> too. <laughs> well, yeah, but then you have, you have the, the one option that's like the Gen Xer that just doesn't give an F. Right. And they're just, yeah, all it is is a shot. Right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I got, I got an idea. Right, Zach, Let's, are you making fun of me right now behind my back? Yes, because yeah. you're not supposed to look at me, but which you are right now, by the way. Turn it around. Yeah. No, we have a, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. This will uh, be a anyway, weed-infused dude, cocktail. So I mentioned this earlier, and this Grab monogram whiskey, want, this monogram whiskey, Ryan, tell them a little bit about how this came to fruition. Oh, man. The rye? It's, it's a cool... No, not we the rye. We haven't no, made the, 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 monogram, made the monogram yet. I'm yeah, still yes, drinking the rye. That's what I'm getting at. Okay, well... Hurry the fuck up is what I mean. Wow. I thought this was like a no we're judgment. Running, we're running out of time. Uh, are we? I don't are we, know. Are we? No. I did say we weren't in a hurry earlier. How's your battery back <laughs> doing, Brian? We're good. All right, so the monogram. Can we hook it up to a potato? This. So you guys, wine guys, I wine styles. This is what's This up. model is really, really special. 
So you remember the, the KC whiskey. We talked about that at length oh. earlier, um, about adding the sherry to it, right? Adding the 15-year-old Oloroso. Well, this one is the same whiskey, is the same blend, but instead of having the, whiskey, the sherry added to it, we finish it in 100-year-old sherry botas, sherry casks, right, from the cellar in Jerez de la Frontera. And I just I cannot overstate how ridiculously special this is. It's when you hear sherry cask finishing, I know you're going to say, "Well, I've I've had lots of sherry cask finished whiskeys on a bunch mm-hmm. of scotch, right?" All those barrels, they're all new barrels that have been seasoned with sherry for like six months up to yeah. two years. This is aged in the actual casks from the Solera that have lived in the cellar for a hundred years, That's for really a so century. Cool. These are the ones that I saw on your website that you get stuff from Jerez, right? Yes, the, okay. yes. Yeah. direct from Jerez. We only got four yeah. of them. That's it. And so this is like, there, you've never had an American whiskey that tastes like this. So you do that first, and then you use it in something else then? or No, no. We keep those, and we run it like a slur. So we oh, do like wow. the fractional okay. blending yeah. and everything, and yeah. we keep using them year over year oh, over year. Yeah, that's so and cool. that's why we, we, we uh, vintage the bottle. This is one that the, the first one? See, no, this is the third one. Oh, third. This is the 2020 edition. And so we're, and now after the 2020, we did 2021, and we'll come out with another one next yeah. year, but it comes from the same cast, so we yep. keep refilling. That is and you so don't cool. ever empty them. You like take yep. little yeah, bits no, out, right? That, yeah. And so you've always got part of the origin mm-hmm. in there, yeah. right? But when you taste this, you've never tasted an American whiskey that tastes anything, anything mm. like this. It's so different. Mm. Sign me up. So how does your new favorite business buddy get some of this? Who? I said your new best. <laughs> what? Who are you? Yeah. <laughs> Where am I? <laughs> Where am I again? Well, one thing I have to say is, first off, thank you, Zach, for bringing this bottle because I didn't bring it. Um, Zach well, brought it. Thanks for giving um, it to me. Uh, you're welcome. Um, this is and this is again. This is the 2020 edition, which you know sold out a long time ago. The monogram label that was our high end signature label back in the 1800s. And so when we brought the uh, the band brand back, we wanted to like make sure that the monogram label like kind of lived up to those expectations. That's why we're doing something so special like this. And so it's a real limited offering every year. There were only this one. It's a hand labeled, hand numbered bottle. Um, only 1,887 bottles produced in this edition. And then in 2021, like a third of that, we did like yeah. 575 bottles or something wow. like that. Really, 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 really small. Um, but next year, um, if you can get the state of Iowa to just, you know, change their, you know, everything <laughs> yeah, they do. Kegs. Yeah. I'll get you some next year. Um, no, we might be able to get some up here. I don't know. It, it, it would be... Special order thing, but I would yeah. love to. You know, it'd be really cool. What do you think, Zach? And, I mean, I th- quite honestly, I think it depends on how much they they produce. I mean, did you get any? No, but I, you know, you know, what we no. could do, and I'm not, no, no, and, no. and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not joking around right now. Like, I think you know, uh, wine styles. If you guys could, you know, be the only place in Des Moines, if I could special order like one or two cases. To come up here, I'd love for some people up here to be able to experience this we whiskey. Would, we would sign up for that tomorrow. Yeah, actually, we'd sign up for that right now. So, yeah, absolutely. Right. Yep, that is interesting. It's interesting is uh, an understatement. Yeah, it's it's Something really I'll different. Feel on it I'd rather have yeah. this in a in a in a, a wine glass. Man, oh, if I only had a wine or glass. a cake. I just feel like I want to get some of the aromatics out of it. Yeah, you know? no, it's 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 wild, and I often like. It's hard to describe what's going on with this, but 
you know, it's almost the difference between, like, if you think about our regular Kansas City whiskey versus this, it's almost like the difference between the Glenlivet and yeah. a Lafroig yeah. quarter cask. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it is so intense. It's so different. It's it's a completely different animal. Yeah. Are you guys seeing um, in the industry a little Oloroso thing going on with the sherry? Because Templeton just did it. I mean, Templeton literally just released. I only just found out of that because of Zach, actually. He just sent me a photo, I think, yesterday I or today. Brought, I should have I didn't know about better. that. I should have brought that in. I have yeah. a bottle at home. I don't know. But, I, I mean, if, if people are trying to copy us, okay. Well, yeah. I mean, um, absolutely. <laughs> right? I mean, isn't that the biggest right. form of flattery? <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. I'm amazed that, you, that people can get Oloroso yeah. jelly casks. I would, well, yeah. I'm, I'm just going to say, I know, I can tell you exactly where ours came from and how we got them and. Yeah. Where what they are exactly how yes. old they are, as far as some of the other ones out there, I I don't know. I yeah. mean, I would have to to research that a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, that's crazy. Oh. That's that's fun. So what what do you what um, what's retail on something like this? Uh, this one's about one hundred and fifty a bottle. So I mean, but not, also not, I mean, not crazy expensive. It's I mean, really it's, not. it's not cheap. I mean, but it's I mean, not cheap, but it's not. It's also on, not man, meant to. It's not right. meant to be unapproachable. Sure, I don't want any yeah. of our products to be a trophy bottle. No, no, I want no, people no, to buy it them. to drink it. Yeah, yeah. one fifty is not cheap, but I mean, in no. the in this world, it's not. Well, it's about what you'd pay for kind of a you know. Possibly a kidney that's from an alcoholic in Tijuana. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, I mean, it's I mean, a bargain. Is my kidney reasonable? So yeah, yeah. You, you know what confuses me in this friggin' world? A whiskey versus a bourbon and all of that other crap that mm-hmm. bourbon has to be from, from like the southern part of Texas or something and can <laughs> only be made by, by, New Hampshire, actually. by Jewish yeah. women. I, I just, fake news, man. Fake, it's, all, it's all bullshit. <laughs> I just, I, I've never in the corn, it has to be this percentage of corn. And yeah. that's, I mean, that part's there, true. if someone could hand figure pollinated. out a, a hand pollinated, <laughs> hand pollinated. <laughs> Pollinated Jesus by Christ. yeah, that's yeah. a different. Yeah. That's a whole. It, that's a whole different podcast. I think it's maceration, but, Brian. Yeah. Mas, maceration. No tea. But, but I just, if someone could come up with a little like whiskey bourbon one hundred and one guide, I think that we I can, think there's we, probably some of those out there. Okay, well, I'm still confused. But okay. then the problem, again, the I'm not sure how I'm assholes. Home. Is they only want the allocated stuff that they can't get, even if it's not better than it's the a, shit. It's become a status what, what, thing, man. Give me, exactly. give me the tutorial. Give me the, the the thirty second version of what is the difference between a whiskey and a bourbon. Fine, bourbon is whiskey. Okay, that's saying whiskey good. saying whiskey is like saying beer. Okay, it's like asking what the difference is between an IPA and a beer. Okay, an IPA is a beer. Okay, right. Yep. bourbon is whiskey. Okay, right. So it's real easy. But more specifically, bourbon is American whiskey. Does not have to be made in Kentucky. Can be made in any of the fifty states in the USA, as long as it's fifty one percent corn. The rest is balanced by any other grain, any other grain, and it's distilled to no less than one hundred sixty proof, barreled at no more than one hundred twenty five proof, and that's it. The white so uh, so the- honestly, not de- trying to be a smartass. Why not call your stuff bourbon? I'm well, just, because ours isn't bourbon. Okay, so why isn't it bourbon? Because we blended different parts together. Okay, we blended. There's bourbon in our Kansas City, but it's City not fifty one percent. No, 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 no. No, okay. okay. So see, there's see, actually see how I'm being done so here. Bur- bourbon is one type of whiskey, okay. right? Our Kansas City whiskey is a blend of four different types of whiskey. Gotcha. Two okay. of which are bourbon. Okay. The other are rye 
and light corn. You see covered. where I'm coming from, though. I mean, it, I it, it gets it, it gets, gets convoluted. It gets very convoluted. Sure. There's it's a two year, one set of two years are bourbon. Two yeah. year minimum in charred American oak. Yeah, too, well, that's right? to be qualified as straight bourbon. Well, so oh. I guess I'm just going to throw a curveball here. Why not just call it tequila? Um, <laughs> what about a? Well, why do we okay, call it different? Dumbass. You, really, you really stumped me on that one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you got me on that one. Yeah. I can't can, argue that because I don't once want Once again, to, can we mute like, this guy? Go ahead and mute we'll me. Say, and is, hey, is, is we'll Bottled say, and Bond 100 proof then? As bottled well? and Bond has to be... Uh, bottled and Bond applies to either straight bourbon, straight rye, or straight corn as long as it's aged for a minimum of four years and, then, and it's distilled and bottled in the same season at no less than four years of age. So it doesn't have at, to be. It doesn't have to be a specific at one hundred proof. Oh, okay. Once, once again, yes. I think now you're just showing off. I'm trying to help, man. <laughs> well, I'm just. <laughs> I'm just trying to answer questions. We'll say if, if we think of it from a, a wine point of view, there's how many different types of wine and where does that line get? Is sangria still I, I, a wine? I, I get it, it, but Chardonnay, Chardonnay. I mean, I mean, we know Chardonnay, what Chardonnay is, is but, but we know blended different types of, of wines. And well, we know, no, I get it. Like yeah, but once you get into like Burgundy, it gets all complicated. And oh, sure. Oh, hell yes. Champagne. Oh, I mean, yes. look, yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I, I can play this game all day oh, long with get, wine. Yeah, no, I, and get I love it. it. I do. I love it. But I understand that game. I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> <laughs> I get that game. I'm trying to understand. I'm trying to understand. Honestly, trying to understand the spirits game. And for me, it's it's like, we're, like we're, gonna get the, we're gonna get the uh, rules just tattooed down your forearm. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about cutting myself with what <laughs> you're doing with your arm there, because that's next. <laughs> oh my! I don't know. I, I like my whiskey, so I, I like knowing you know we have to put it in a, a you know oak barrel and or American oak and which type? Yeah. And and the fact of, of you know Scotch versus and, and still Scotch whiskey. It's just whiskey is. Like you were saying it's it's the basic one, it's it's the overarching. Just like beer is, it's all an ale. It's all in a lager. Now sours are are is it an ale or a lager? Who knows? Right. And some of our crazy stuff we <laughs> have now. Oh, I mean, I, I, I get all that, but I mean, from a guy that's in the industry, if I'm I'm confused, can you imagine what customers? Here, here's the no, and you're correct, and I, I I appreciate that that you point that out because. There's a lot of bullshit out there. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Like there's a lot of bullshit on the market. There's a lot of misdirection and misinformation. And there are a lot of brands and companies out there that are taking advantage of the fact that there are holes in these legal def- definitions and regulations. And nothing you know, pisses me off more than when I go to a liquor store and I, I'm perusing the aisles and I'm looking at different bottles and I look at the the front label and the back label and I read the whole thing and it's talking about some glamorous, you know, story about some dude back sure. in the in the in the late eighteen hundreds and blah blah blah. And yet at the end of the day, I have no fucking clue what's in the bottle. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. It pisses me off. Yeah. We built our and brand. You're a, you're a knowledgeable guy when yeah. you're looking at that. And damn so thing. it bothers me when I see this stuff and I see a lack of transparency and I just see marketing bullshit. You know what I mean? It really does. It yeah. bothers me. It gets yeah. under my skin. We built our company and our brand on two core tenets, core values of quality. One, every single thing that we would put in the bottle was going to meet a certain quality standard. We would be proud of it. And number two, 100% transparency. I will tell you everything about what it is, where it comes from, and how it got there. 
and why it is what it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's great. And there's a lack of that right now yeah. in our industry, and that does bother me. Well, it's, it's kind of the wild, wild west when it comes to all the things that are coming out. Oh, fuck. All right. So, yeah, we're not done yet. So, listen, Sorry. before, so. I, I, one, one thing that I almost missed, and, and it's probably very equally important. I mean, obviously, these ah. are not live. Get after it, buddy. Get after it. Ryan is going to join us for a Riedel uh, cocktail-specific class in November, which I can hardly wait. I'm I mean, excited about that too. So basically, in a nutshell, what you're going to do is you're going to buy um, a, a, a set from us of six different Riedel cocktail-specific glasses, which if you've ever gone to our wine-specific wine glasses, it blows your mind. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's amazing how different wine in different glasses will taste different. And I'm sure it's the same with the cocktail glasses. Yeah, it is. And this is something that I, I've been working with Riedel now for a couple of years, and, yeah. and, and I, I love it. This, this line of glassware is out of this world. It's so good. It's only yeah. the it's only what, glass. You, I told me, my you told me three hours ago, it's all you'll drink your cocktails out of uh, at home. Or my whatever. home yeah. bar is stocked yeah. with them, yeah. and I also use them at my, my yeah. bar at the distillery at the Hey yeah. Hey Club. Yeah. I mean, they're really, really fantastic, and I wouldn't be doing these classes uh, with them if I didn't actually think the glassware was like, you know, significantly cool. superior. Cool. So it's cool. I've been doing this thing for a while for them, and it's really, really fun to showcase not only how much it matters, like the ingredients that you use in the cocktail and the technique that you use in the cocktail, but also the glassware. It does matter. So you're going to make six cocktails. You're going to go home with, with six different glasses. I think the class is like $99. The, the, the spirits and so on are not included, but we will supply you with that if you want to spend it. But it's going to be virtual. Ryan's going to run us through that class. I mean, it, I'm, I'm signing up for that damn thing. and. So, I, own, I own the damn company. Say, so my, my question is one who's coming in and purchased a bunch. So the uh, like the Nick and Nora glasses, is that part of the same drinkware it, it, series it is. or is it from but, that? Yeah, it's part of Nick and Nora's in there. I mean, maybe you can nice. speak. I don't want to put you on the spot, but there's six different. The Nick and Nora, the, high, the highballs on there, the rocks, the... The, the neat glass, the, neat glass. The, uh, the Collins, yeah. or the highball, the fizz glass, yeah. the Nick and Nora... Um, that Nick and Rock glasses. So yeah, cool there's looking. six different glasses, yeah. and so I'll showcase six different cocktails and why they need to be used in that glass and how that glass, in you know, actually enhances the drink. It's a lot like you know the Sau Blanc glass they have, and why Sau Blanc tastes great in the glass versus a Chardonnay in that glass, and vice versa in the Pinot glass that we hold those glasses. And everyone is a naysayer. Well, say I, I was. I'm a, I'm a science geek, and I, I was a naysayer, and then. You know, they pour it in the taster. I'm like, oh yeah, I don't like char. I, I normally don't like chardonnay, but I will tell you, I like chardonnay in a <laughs> real chardonnay, chardonnay class. class. Yeah, and so, so they do it right. I mean, yeah. Riedel, Riedel's got it figured out. They still out. do I mean, a Riedel class where they pour water into different glasses. I don't know if they still. Well, here's here's kind of a funny little segue into that or, or diversion from that is Riedel used to make a Coca Cola glass, and Matt and I, I found that from, from Coke. Yeah. Uh, not not the stuff that that never mind. Um, yeah. the, the original Coke. Yeah. I put that into a glass for you a couple yeah. of weeks ago, and I don't know if you liked mm. it better or worse. No, I didn't because you know and I'm gonna I'm gonna ruin a lot of uh, fantasies <laughs> out Coca-Cola there. Coca-Cola glass. My uh, my big ass nose couldn't fit into the Coca-Cola <laughs> glass to uh, to you know to get the cocaine, but. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, well, they don't do that anymore. Yeah, no, right. but it was. I, 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 I mean, it was it was terrible yeah, because I had to like lean yeah. my head back. And yeah, I'll say, were you going well, for the 1920s I, Coke? But yeah. I think you <laughs> know they you know not to go down a, a gigantic rabbit hole because that's what the after hours is about. You know, there's a water sommelier, right? I mean, there's a guy oh, out there that there's a documentary. You, on oh, that. I know, it's I saw hysterical. Holy moly! A water som. Well. I mean, come, water, yes, it matters, but come on. That's artesian well water from Charlottesville, Virginia. <laughs> think about it for uh, Lagunitas, for, for beer. They were very specific about the, the, the water. I get the whole water thing and water from, from New York City and the pizza that they make and the dough's different. I get it, but I mean, the water som, give me a break. I'm sorry. And please, water soms, do not call me. Yeah, all four of you. I did. You're gonna get so much online hate from the water songs. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, gonna, be, it's <laughs> gonna be terrible. Say, I didn't want to tell you, Brian. I get death threats from the water songs. My, my yeah. test next week that I was doing. <laughs> it was water. There's not alcohol in it. There's not alcohol in it. No one Because we know. Let's say we know I can't pass the other one, so I was like, yeah, there's only one type of water oh, that I know man. of. But it's, it's not like you said, like New York pizza is the uh, cart, the soaked cardboard with the cheese stuck on top of it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's not what I said. Oh, well, listen, guys. Um, well, so I will uh, tell you, you made you two amazing cocktails. He already had some of it, I think. Oh, do you want? Some I of want it? some of it. Yeah, fucking hell, I want. I'll some take of it. some more of that. I will. Yeah. You back that off. Unless, is there plenty delicious. of it left? There's enough for him and you. Okay. Did you guys actually mention so, what, what you drank on that man. one, though? No, no, we don't. Say no one did. So, Matt, you want to mention what we're drinking here? What? What? So we've got amazing. So I mean, just earlier we were chatting with Ryan about uh, you know Oloroso Sherry and everything like that and because my brain is better than all other brains I remembered that in the back of the fridge in the kitchen actually that's not from a, our that's not uh, sherry tasting almost two years ago that we still had a little bit of 30 year VORS um, Pedro Jimenez Sherry what's that go for like hundred and some bucks a bottle yeah for a half, for a half bottle for a half bottle yeah now this you you set that down and I about fell out of my chair. <laughs> this is this is one of the tastiest uh, alcohols yeah. I've ever uh, had. Well, yeah. was it about three weeks ago? I had a uh, this guy and his great customer. He likes to open bottles so people at the bar can share and talk about wine and everything. And then another guy sitting there and says, "You know what? Let's get a dessert wine. You know, give me something. You know, let's you know late harvest, whatever." And we had one bottle of this still in the cellar that I was possibly saving for myself. But because there was, you know, 10 people out here, I was like, you know, let's pull this out. And, and oh, my Lord. Everybody who says they don't love sweet wines, it's because they don't understand what a great sweet wine is. And this isn't, I wouldn't even call this a sweet wine. It's got residual sugar, mm-hmm. but it's so balanced. It's got it the is. acid in it. And that's, what I, that's what's so great about sherry. Yeah. Is the, yeah. the it's so dynamic. It's so deep. Yeah. It's so balanced in, in ways that no, yeah. no other wine on earth. Yeah, you know it. It's really, really remarkable. Yeah. Well, not, I love Palo Cortado as well because it's got. You know, you have a couple of different cherries. You have one where the little floor, you know, the fuzz, the you know, everything develops upon it, and then the other where it doesn't, and they do it on purpose. And then there are times when it just happens spontaneously. Mm-hmm. And there's really not a lot of other things in the world that get put out into bottle that aren't controlled. Like well, every once in a while, every once in a while, Zach yeah. does that spontaneously yeah. too. So yeah. that's always nice. <laughs> so we have that. But this, uh, yeah, we'll I, always, I'm not I'll even always, sure I can get more of this. <laughs> we'll, we'll always have Zach. Yeah. 
This is yeah. So uh, I love this. So like, not not to make the the podcast too, go too much longer because it's after hours and and we're going to rival and show. But I do have one question that I from the first show. So if you haven't listened to the the first part, don't listen go, now. Go back. Yeah. Go back and see. So you mentioned you know from finesse and when you're bartending the you know different ways you know to speed up to make it smooth and, and go along that ra- aspect but what we didn't talk about and kind of quickly probably is what are some common mistakes people make when bartending especially when home bartending is there different mistakes that they make that you would always want them to never make again yeah well, I, that's a good I, question you know i think you could take that a million different directions because remember where your freezer is yeah no seriously like it's as simple as that like sometimes it's like just having the proper tools you know what i mean having just having a good mixing glass a good jigger a good uh spoon a good strainer and you know you're i I talked about mise en place right like having the right tools in the right place place, everything in its place that kind of goes for home as well i mean if if you wanted to like if you took cooking seriously at home, whether that's like being an actual cook in your kitchen or maybe it's smoking or barbecuing or whatever, you know, if you really took it seriously, you're going to have the right equipment, right? You're going to have the right smoker and you're going to have the right knives and you're going to have all that. So it's the same thing with bartending. Get good tools. Get the, the right products. Get even just the bare minimum good ingredients. What's Put, the bare minimum? What, what is the bare minimum? The bare minimum is, is having I mean, like, well, I mean, I could rattle off a handful of things. I mean, you're talking about a good gin, you know. No, good, I'm, I'm even talking about, about the tools. I mean, well, what, like I just said, should, so like, like a good knife, okay. um, a good strainer, a good shaker set, a yep. good mixing glass spoon, a couple different strainers, a julep strainer, Hawthorne mm-hmm. strainer. Um, things like that, good jigger. Did I say yep. that already? Yeah. What would you um, What would you suggest for a town that has as poor of water as like <laughs> tap? I'm, I'm not. This is it, it's it's Britta? like it's like I don't a know. joke. I don't know. Yeah. Britta? Well, I mean, make ice cubes. Use how, yeah, how, how, how important those, is an you know, ice cube? We're going off this with the, the, the no. Seriously, but, how important is an ice cube? To me, to me, it would ice be like really it'd be like the most important thing. I've I was I've always heard ice makes the drink. But it how does. do you make those ice cubes look so damn clear? Oh, uh, you're not. Well, you can do that at home, although it's a little bit harder to do. But if you really want to like do the clear ice cubes at home, go on a website called alkademics.com. Okay, um, it's a good friend of mine named Camper English. He's been doing this for years. He's like one of the leaders in our industry as do I have to get a chainsaw goes. and cut the top off no of all that stuff? no but you're not far <laughs> off because <laughs> if you really want to be able to make like clear like crystal clear yep. cubes at home you're gonna need at least a large igloo cooler yep. that can fit inside of a deep freezer yep. that's going to be your bare minimum that you're going to need yeah so um, the, the trick from a physics point of view is the you get unclear glass it's directional so, yeah you, you get you you get different parts or cloudiness in ice because there's particulates. For the most part, it crystallizes in a different format. So by having the type of water, you want to use purified water, something that's been filtered a little bit more is more likely, right. especially at home, because 
I have a Kinetico, and that's not gonna. That's not even enough. But, to, but to let, get clear. let me let me intervene real quick. Is that that's important to you, or is it not important to you? As a as a um, you know, kind of what I would call a master. If, if I'm being honest, at home, having a crystal clear cube is not that. But important but to in me. a restaurant, or is yeah, that yeah. is that super important? It's important to me if I'm charging fifteen bucks a drink. I get it. <laughs> yeah, I get. It. Okay, no, and I and I can understand that. I mean, so but there's a lot of there's a lot of science and a lot of labor that goes behind just making because i'm i'm a geek i I watched the damn videos and i was joking when i said chainsaw but i really wasn't joking when i said no it's a real thing i mean it's a real thing so yep to get to the um, clear part they're super cool looking let me ask a question does it affect this flavor of the drink let's be honest it can okay um, depending on the water source, it can. Okay. Although I wouldn't necessarily think that it does. Okay. And honestly, the whether or not it's clear, crystal clear or not, it it could still affect the the drink, even if it's clear. Sure. Depending on where the yep. water's from, yeah. no. I, you know what I mean. I think we're kind of going down a no. I understand. Bit of a that's what we do. Here. That's what we do. Yeah, and, and I think and that I, even, I don't think that a crystal. Let me try and clarify this. I don't think that a crystal clear cube necessarily means that you're going to have absolute pure water okay. and it's not going to affect the flavor. I still think that the source matters. It's I, an aesthetics I, thing. Well, that's I, what I was just yeah. going to say. I think it's more it's of more a aesthetic look, than anything right? Else. It's more of a look that well, say, you, know, you I, want I read that, once that... To your you, point, Ryan, $15 for a drink, I want that thing to be I'll say, I re- pristine. I read, like, I read once that a clear <laughs> was so that you could see the color of your, your drink. And so it didn't distract from the design aesthetic of your drink. Yeah. And there's something to be said for that. Compared to the water. You yeah. And I'll tell you, I mean, having a crystal clear cube that fits perfectly inside oh, a glass yeah, yeah, yeah. is a beautiful yep. thing. Yep. If I can sit here and, I, and I, I've got a flickering candlelight next to my old fashioned over a big crystal clear cube and I can look straight down it and I can see the, the logo of the... Of the coaster below it, well, that's that, fucking awesome. Or the little stamps like, that they're doing with no, the, with the glasses like, and, and all that, that stuff does matter. But it may not affect the flavor. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, it's more of an aesthetic experience. Well, but I was serious when I said that, you know the little stamp that they're doing. With we the, do that. The, we yeah. do that. At, I think at, those are cool. Uh, the as hey well. hey club. Yeah. Do you guys want to share some stories over there that you're the, the little little sidebar conversation you were having? You know, about there, us? there are some things that are even too inappropriate for after. Okay, hours. well then yeah. I don't I don't think yeah. I, I don't believe that. I don't yes. believe yeah. it. But I think with these two morons, I do actually <laughs> believe it. Yeah. It's something important. It's quite possible. Yeah. 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 Something. It's, yeah. I'm not even going to go down that road, yeah. but. You know, listen, um, super, super fun evening. I hope you agree. Absolutely. Um, if not, we'll just delete the whole thing and start <laughs> over. But um, We'll edit uh, you out and like, bring in a customer. <laughs> we'll, bring, <laughs> we'll bring in Kermit the Frog or someone. Uh, but no, good, good information. I mean, honestly, you know, what kind of, you know, what kind of things do you need at home? I, what, what, you know, all of that stuff was great. I will tell you my favorite drink of the evening was that last one we poured, and it wasn't even a cocktail. The whiskey and the monogram. Yeah, that was. I amazing. thought you were going to say the horse feather. Uh, well, That's the horse amazing. feather was was an everyday yeah. wonderful thing, but kind of a special occasion, and you know, pouring it all over my nipples. That, I mean, yeah. that that part of it yeah. was that was all Zach, though. right, Aaron? Yeah, that was yeah. all Zach. Aaron always shakes yeah. her head when I talk. Yeah. Yeah, that was yeah, that was all Zach. Yeah, 
but no, I appreciate it. I thought it was only going to be 20 minutes of harassment, but this has gone on for like a fucking hour. So. None, none of it deserved, by the way. But thank you for coming. Um, hopefully uh, you enjoyed it as much as uh, Matt did. I didn't really care for you there very much. Um, you know, uh, I, I can't tell when I'm dreaming or not. <laughs> He's on Chantix. And I'm, I'm kind of hit or miss with Zach, as I always am. So. Yeah. But no, in all seriousness, this was fun. I, I could do this all over again, mm-hmm. except for I don't remember where I am right now. Yeah. So. Well, I take Ambien and try and stay awake, so I don't know. No, Matt, no. Chantix. 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 Hey, you know what? We get, to, we get to do this again tomorrow night. Like with yeah. the Benedictine yeah. months. So. In person. But in person, right. absolutely. Yeah. So cheers to you guys, um, and uh, thanks for coming, and we'll see you on the radio. Long, 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 long.